Hello, and welcome back to Emotional Catalyst, the podcast where we're diving into music via songs, artists, and albums, and visiting them on a personal level with guests, finding out the stories, in their words, that cemented that music as a favorite. So this next episode is a bit of a doozy. This was technically the first one I recorded, and the whole idea for the show was amorphous at best. I sprung the idea on Mark while he was visiting, and we were already a couple beers in, so what follows covers a lot of things I love to talk about, just not in the most concise fashion. So fair warning to the listener, there's quite a bit of rambling, cursing, various references to random friends and places of note. Um, Mark Kale's from Indianapolis, so Kuma's Corner is mentioned. Um, Portal, the band, gets played later, uh, but I cut that part out. Um, And then various people that you are not going to know. Uh, Mark chose the band slash producer slash metal-influenced dude, Igor, with two R's, who does actually get mentioned in this episode among all our diatribing, so... Rambling's not your thing. Maybe wait for the next one. Um, hopefully there's something interesting for some of you. Uh, so, enjoy. So, yeah. So, that's this dude named Igor. Who... Pull a true Joe Rogan here and literally sit on my phone and talk while I'm looking shit up on my phone. Great. They do that all the fucking time. It makes for a really good podcast. Um, oh, also makes for a good podcast to just start mentioning other podcasts. Yeah, that's how I'm going to get you famous because then Joe Rogan's going to hear about it and he's going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, we should listen to this one. This is clearly just dress rehearsal for your Yeah, stroke everybody's ego. Get them all listening. Um, he's... Uh, he goes by Eeyore and I can't remember his actual name. It's something... Uh, Galtier Serrer? It's G A U T I E R, and then last name S E R R E. It's basically this one dude, and he's kind of a DJ, but you kind of like heard it there where he's a DJ that mixes like everything you could think of into the same song. So like, it's very, it's clearly DJ electronic music, but he mixes in like death metal blast beats really solid accordion music, opera singing, and Mario and also a chicken. Like, I, he has a pet yeah, chicken. I think I've covered it. He has, a pet, of everything. he has a pet chicken, which made an appearance in there at one point, but like, it, the album's what I have started really liking music where it's just, it's weird. And like, the weirder something is, and the more not normal the more i seem to like it so that one is just it's out there but everybody i've ever had listened to it just kind of goes i don't know what the fuck i just listened to but like that was really kind of cool so it's just fun yeah it's yeah. literally just fun all right so but like there's a whole genre of music or at least in the metal world there's this genre called avant-garde metal and i recently found a website that had like click on it right and show you like all these john all the bands that fit under this one genre and i clicked on the avant-garde metal and it was really cool because it was he was under there igor was under there but then it was like every other band that i listened to for the last six months and it just kind of like it was neat to see that and just go like oh there's like i have a type clearly like <laughs> i have a type here's this like genre and band that i really like and but, but you wouldn't say exclusively listen to that no but it's interesting to see that like that's where definitely in the last year or so that's where the, my taste has gone is into this like strange and it's not it's not necessarily like weird like you were it, it's weird it's all over the place like it's, it is ADD music at its best basically <laughs> and like not all of them are like that some of the other ones are very much like uh it'll just be uh, there's there's another band that I love where it's just weird atmospheric music so they're like 18 minute long songs and they have no real beat and there's no structure to it and it's just like people chanting and weird guitar sounds and some drums and some other stuff on top of it so like that's kind of the exact opposite of Igor but it's in that same spectrum where there's nothing classically structured about it and it just I don't know why but I really enjoy that like I like classically structured songs like I like the Avid Brothers too but at the same time like I like this shit that's just really off the wall and like I can just put it on and not think about it too hard and just kind of enjoy it 
like I think that's where that's where I always found you interesting is because how you listen to music versus me where like I don't care about lyrics most of the time like I know a song has really good lyrics when I actually listen to it for the lyrics as super rare like it, it'll be something like like uh, 10,000 words by the Avid Brothers mm-hmm. like that one I love for the lyrics most other songs I don't really care I just it's not something I'm super interested in so like that's just taking that to an extreme where there's no there's no lyrics there's no structure it's just like some dude that to me took this art thing that was in his head it's a little fucked up and a little warped and it's just like I'm gonna make a music variant of this and I think that's what I like about it is to me with with this style you get more I feel like you get a better idea of what's going on in, in somebody's head when it's not this like classically structured thing they're like art blah and just spit it out on a page and you just go what the fuck is that okay yeah I'm on board with that so that that plays enough too so the, the lyrical thing that you do bring up mm-hmm. I would say that I listen to things more I'm very story based mm-hmm. I like telling stories I love listening to stories and songs in that aspect too I dig for the story behind the music I can get very into even if the the words are vague uh, the feeling of the story behind the song is what I then become interested in. So then, like, your side of that is just basically taking all that away. Yes. I know I've discussed with you before where you just listen to the feeling of a song, again, not knowing oh, the lyrics of yes. it or even song names. Yes. I know other people that are like that, too, where you listen to it and you, you just like the feeling of the song. Right. And just basically everything that I'm into about, like, a particular piece of music you take that away and you focus on that other part of it. Yes. Which then I think I, I can get on board with that too. Like, again, you, you played that for me and like I think it's fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, I, I could put that on and just, I, I would say zone out, but... It's good but, cleaning music. Cleaning, yeah, activity music, <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, yeah, for so, sure. So, like, when you listen to a song, do you ever... So, like, how I don't get a lot of lyrics, do you not get a lot of the music, like, the of it or is that just part so then like, it's, it's that... hard for me to describe uh, if a song if I'm getting really into the, the lyrics it can also be the way it's the way it's presented the, the song the way it's sung right um, so in that way it's hard for me to say that I don't get into the music because I definitely do um, right like I know this was supposed to be about a singular album but I'm gonna kind of take this no again up. don't I'm, don't focus I'm, on I'm that gonna, I'm gonna reference the that's the way I envisioned it but then again I also envisioned this the way I have right. it in my head and this is more about how everybody else is seeing things. So, so uh, but we, we, we haven't really like presented a, a foray for no. this yet. But you brought up, so we're talking about Igor as the band. Yes, Igor but is, is it even a band? It's a, it's a one guy? singular person who has some really fucking awesome friends. All right, a singular guy, <laughs> awesome friends. Yes, so. Igor. E, I, was it I-G-O-R? I-G-O-R-R-R. Igor. A lot of R's. All right, we're dragging that out. So it's yeah, it's it's a singular French DJ who he's uh, French. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's French. Hence the Gautier Serrer. Oh, that's right. You did say his name. Um, he actually for this album, uh, album, album, he actually uh, he had a really good making of video series up on YouTube. So he has like four or five videos up, mm-hmm. and it's him. He composer might be the better like he knows I want so he has a, a friend that's a really great drummer and he's like I want you to play blast beat like things so whenever you hear the drums that are just like it's called blast beats and that, that comes out of death metal and like he can kind of tell his friend like here's what I want to hear and here's what the idea that I have and then he will have uh, this woman who has this beautiful classically trained opera singer he'll have her sing a part over top like it's blast beats with like an accordion going so it's i think composer is definitely the better word than necessarily like a dj and that so it's one guy but it's not one guy um and i think then how he plays it live is that he has a bunch of samples that he just can uh pull from to actually play the whole music so live it's a little more like an actual Okay, yeah, that was about what I was going to say. It's live, it would definitely be a DJ thing, but he does kind of 
create or cause all the different aspects of yes. the song to happen. With friends of his, which for me that like that makes it cool. I'm, I th- I like I like that. I think with and I'm uh, really I am turning this into like broader musical philosophy here, but like no, I'll, tr- I'll try and bring this in, but you go where you want. <laughs> I, you are the host. This is how it's supposed to go. Oh, you can um, tell me that. <laughs> they like I think with him where like get to see he has this five-part series of like how he made this album mm-hmm. i think with modern like social media and everything else that we get exposed to music with now it's really cool when you get to watch how people make music and there i've definitely there's definitely albums that i like more now kind of how like if i go see a band live that i really like i like an album more because i see them live yeah. i like albums more if i see how they got created so like with him, it's really cool to see where he has this very like his it's it's really like his friends are just getting together and they're like, we're just gonna make a thing. He kind of has the big overall picture, but everybody else is like, you know, kind of like what if we did this or like, oh man, you have this chicken and we should put him, you know a sample of the chicken in and things like that. But it's very <laughs> it was very communal and it seemed like it was a very fun atmosphere to make a record into. Yeah, and I really liked that part and just it. Even though, you know, lyrics don't always mean a lot to me, and, like, maybe, like, I, f- I have a weird emotional connection to music, but I think something about watching the people make it just makes me appreciate a record even more. I don't know. And, and I just, it seems like we're getting more and more of that as you have more social media, you know, coming in. Yeah, things. you get more, more, A, interact, direct interaction with the artist, in yes. a sense, uh, when, when the artists have, like, the social media where they can post to YouTube with the making of the video, or... Even just live stream on on um, I'm trying to think of the names of it Pe- like Periscope Instagram yeah. just having that social media there and just do a quick clip of what you're doing and send that out to everybody everybody gets they feel like they're a part of the process thirty seconds on Instagram you get a little video clip you know like yeah. um, Norma Jean's last album they recorded it in a studio that's in a giant mansion up in the middle of nowhere Minnesota and it was where Kurt Cobain recorded one of his uh, Oh, what's the album with the little baby in the pool and you can see his dick hanging out on the front of the album cover? I think it's Nevermind. I, I think Nevermind might be the album. They recorded it up there and it was neat because like, so they showed, uh, like they put a clip up online and it was of the, they, there was a big indoor pool, right? Mm-hmm. An indoor pool obviously is going to have a ton of reverb because you have all that ceramic tile everywhere, right? For the most part. Yeah. And like they mentioned how that influenced some of the recording on the album there's like certain songs where you totally get that vibe where it's like heavy reverb and it's really eerie and it's like if you're walking through a mansion in the middle of minnesota in the middle of winter you hear that you kind of get this like like you know like kind of get the willies feeling you know like but like i wouldn't know that if it wasn't for the social media part of it sure and that was yeah so i i thought it was cool with igor that he, he put up and and they're getting really good about it now where they put it up as they're doing it too so before the release of the album so it just builds that anticipation you're like oh man i heard this clip or oh man i saw they did this thing and i can't wait to hear how that final product comes out yeah you're, you're there with the process as it happens yeah and i really like that too yeah that's that's part of what i wanted to, to touch on i think in, in my introduction to this whole concept is mm-hmm. is that that growing between how music was with us growing up mm-hmm. and how it is now like um, definitely getting away from, from CDs, cassette tapes, vinyl has its own little little yeah. niche thing now. Right. But the, the whole streaming aspect and social media for artists as a whole, I, I would say, is good because it you, you have a lot of access to that music and it's it's kind of the, the user's choice to like support artists more directly, either paying directly for albums to get that physical copy or that digital copy in your library um, or going to concerts. But the whole like streaming and access and being a part of everything, I think, kind of draws that in too. Like, I, there's the bands I know and like, and I will follow their their music process, right? Um, and then go out and buy their album. But then there's these other bands that I'm discovering I don't know as well, and I will definitely like stream their music. And I know that's not contributing to them as much, if right. at all. Yes. But but then the social media aspect adds that bit of like curious. It draws more people in. In that sense as well, and like with that, I, I'm tr- I'm sitting here. I'm trying to remember. I found so I found Igor in 2012, 
2012, 2013. I was in grad school. And I just started using, I'm pretty sure I found them on Spotify. I just don't remember how I stumbled upon them, but I stumbled upon them. But like, so kind of a twofold thing there. So you made this, I I thought this was more recent. You said kind of in the last six months. So I was thinking this was going to be a recent thing, but you've been listening to it. I, Five years with ago. that whole genre bit, I've I've really headed down that way more in the last six months. But I've always I've touched on it for a long time. But kind of twofold there. A I found Igor through Spotify, which I agree it's not the best way to support an artist, and I'm sure some people do get screwed over with how that whole royalty thing works. But I never would have found a band like Igor if it wasn't for Spotify. Right. And, and interestingly, when you're talking about, like, how, to me, how music changed from when we were kids to where we are now, you know, with, with me, like, <laughs> with that Reddit thread where it was like, tell us about an obscure band. And I was like, oh, I've heard of 80% of these obscure bands, you know, quote unquote. I, you wouldn't have access to a band like Igor, and he wouldn't necessarily be as successful as he is if he hadn't, if he didn't have social media, and if he didn't have YouTube and Spotify and, and ways to get bands out there so to me one of the big differences between music as a kid and music where it's at now is the internet has opened it up to where you can find weird stuff you can find bands that you may have never heard of you can find bands that are like tommy boys that are just starting out and you just happen to find an obscure reference to them and you can you know find them that way and like for me for me that's a really big deal as somebody that really appreciates and enjoys really obscure music that's that's important to me because i i don't like most of the time the stuff that's on the radio or like before this i would literally sit at an fye and just go through in the heavy metal section and just go through albums and cds like you remember doing that where they had the little uh, headphones and you'd scan the barcode i'd literally spend an hour and a half or two hours in an fye just going I've never heard of this band. What do they sound like? Listen to 30 second clips and then decide if I wanted to spend $15 or not. Like, okay. Yeah. Cause that's, that's where I was leading into was I, I wanted to get into, uh, the growing up part of it. Um, like, so we'll start at ch- childhood. Did you listen to what your parents did or did Ooh. you deviate from that? I, you could say that dad sort of started me off because mm-hmm. I listened to classic rock. So if we are gonna do the technical metal lineage, then yes, Dad started me off because we listened to Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and oh man, you name it. Like I fucking love Molly Hatchet. That's one of my favorite bands ever. <laughs> and technically, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, those kind of bands led into metal. But I, I think I found I found it on my own because actually, location appropriate. DC 101 was the rock station growing up because Eastern Panhandle, you were close enough to DC. So I started listening to that in like middle school. I would, uh, actually, what I used to do was uh, I'd start my homework at nine o'clock at night in middle school, so like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And the local rock stations near us would have the top 10 at 10. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is I'd go upstairs and I'd start like algebra, I think it was usually what I started with, and I would have the top 10 of 10 on, and I'd be doing my algebra homework, and like that was just what I did every night. So I got I got into harder stuff by doing that and just listening to like a local radio program. They would just play the top, you know, whatever, but it was, uh, I think Brand New was on, it was like Brand New, Yellow Card, there's another one that I always mix up with Brand New. Cold. I don't know if you remember that stupid girl. Do you remember the song "Stupid that Girl" does by not Cold? Ring a bell, no. All right, that one. I still love that one. I remember my mom not wanting to let me get that album because the song was called "Stupid Girl." Um, Evanescence, mm-hmm. like any of those, they all played those at night. And then basically, what I would do is I, I would like I knew that, and like I said, I would go to Fye and then I'd I'd pick up CDs and I'd start listening to them. And then like for me, it was usually going. It's kind of twofold. Either I'd go to Fye and I'd be going through the metal section and like see just an interesting album cover or something like that, and be like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And then I'd scan it, listen to it, and decide based on that. Or I had friends that were a little bit ahead of me in 
they'd be like, oh man, you should listen to these guys. It's this band and, you know, stuff like that. So it was kind of a mix of people, friends that I had, like middle school and high school that got me into heavier stuff and uh, going to FYE and just finding them kind of naturally. But my parents, though, to answer your original question after I basically took no, you, ran you with it. Were, basically worked through exactly what I was going to get <laughs> the, at. You uh, just did it naturally. <laughs> The, uh, no, mom, I, like, I remember fighting with mom and dad to be able to buy parental advisory albums, and, like, to this day, neither of them will listen to, listen to any of the heavy metal stuff with me. Like, it's just not, neither of them like it in the least. And, and really, that's been, that's been an interesting one. Like, it's always been a thing, even from when I was a kid, of, like, trying to get people to appreciate heavy metal is not easy. So I'm always... Like with you, or like Dave, or like any of my friends, where I'll just be like, "Hey, there's this song that I think you might like," and it's tend to be like, "I very, I'm very picky about the songs that I send you guys," because I listen to shit that, dude, no, nobody, nobody's gonna like that. Like literally, it's just noise. Like there's some that are so experimental or so, like the dudes just decided to make it the, like the heaviest, screamiest, just incoherent mess that you've ever heard, and like. I kind of appreciate it. I just, I like that style sometimes. And like, I know everybody else is just like, no way in hell. They're just going to listen to it and go, the fuck is this? You know? So, so what do you get out of the incoherent mess? <sighs> I hear stuff underneath it. There's this band called Portal. And it's, there's, yes, there's a melody, but there's not a melody. And it's almost more rhythmic than anything else. But like, I listen to that song and I get really excited when I hear that. And like it, it to me is it's like classical music where you find melodies that repeat or there's no words, but it's the feeling that that imparts. So I think some of it is that I've just listened to so much heavy metal and so much weird stuff that like even in something like that that sounds like a bunch of noise, I can dissect it and pick out underlying melodies or interesting drum fills or just something odd that somebody does and i'm just like that's really cool and i really like that i want to keep listening to it so that's i think that's why i like it and most people don't is is well okay biggie screaming i don't care i can block that out i think that's why i don't listen to lyrics is because i just got in the habit of all right some dude's <laughs> screaming and i'm just not really paying attention to it and what i do is like i almost dissect songs where it's like all right i'll listen to it once and i'll kind of pay attention to like what this one guitar is doing and i'll listen to it again it's like all right what's the drums doing and like i i listen to it very analytically so it's it's a twofold of i like the feel of the song and i also do like an analytical what is all the instruments doing so even if it's noise i can usually get something out of it if that makes any sense no it sounds like basically again the, the breadth of knowledge from having listen to all the music enough that you appreciate the nuance of it. So yes. You've got the, the aspects that you listen for, and then you find the stuff that you like. The The question that I would have beyond that is then, you, does that, that nuance, that appreciation, you, you find an aspect that you like, but is it the same? it's not the same across certain bands or certain albums, maybe. You, you talk yes. about, like, thematically, you, you find, like, a certain thing that gets repeated. Yes. I know that in certain albums, riffs or, or melodies that get right. repeated across albums. But then, like, how do you go find more like that? If you find, oh, I really like this particular drum beat, is that just you, you're good with that song for a while? Or do no. you go look for that again somewhere else? Uh, since, since you focus so hard on that. Ooh, that's actually, that's a <laughs> proper interview answer. Hunt, that's, a really good, that's a really good question. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> I kind of brute force search, honestly. Like, I'm I'm always down to listen to something. You just throw shit at a rubber wall literally, until it sticks to you. Literally, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, and and like and and that's one that I sort of take pride in. Of it, literally doesn't matter what genre it is. If you play me the shitty pop music that is super popular right now, I will gladly give it a listen i will probably hate it but i will gladly give it a listen and like metal is obviously more appealing to me because that's the music that i like but yeah i just you know spot again uh where streaming comes in handy is you know spotify will say hey you like portal here's the you know 10 artists that are similar to them 
and I'll literally just go through and listen to like the top three songs from both of them, and like I, I do have styles that I like, so I can kind of quickly again just in that I think that I've listened to so much of it, like I can quickly kind of go, yeah, this is something I want to listen to. Nah, this one doesn't really do it for me. Or like every now and then I'll be like, eh, I don't like it, but I kind of want to keep listening to it anyway. Like maybe it'll grow on me too. So I sort of just do that where I'll just start clicking through and say, with like Spotify related artists, they have, you know, there, there's, I, I, that this is what I like Spotify and streaming for. They have a bunch of playlists. They have a bunch of related artists. They have like a new metal tracks playlist. Decibel Magazine, which is a heavy metal magazine, has their own playlist. Like I, I kind of use those as resources on days where I'm like, I really want to hear something new, and I'll like I'll start listening through those and just see if anything strikes my fancy. So some days, like I'll put on Spotify's best new metal tracks. I'll listen to the whole thing, and there's like one song that I like, and then I'll kind of go down the rabbit hole with that band for a while. But it's not a I get, I have music ADD. I will get bored with a genre or a band after a while. Like, I may have the same album on loop for three days, but after that, I'm like, all right, I want to, you know, if it's, if it's Igor, I'll listen to Igor for three days and then be like, all right, like, hey, Avery Brothers sounds pretty good. Like, I need something to kind of balance it back out. So I do that as well. Do you, do you, um, do you search for that balance musically? Is it, certain kind of metal for a while jump to a certain kind of metal you get exhausted of metal for a while because I, I, I know you're a big I fan do, of i do actually it is physically exhausting to listen to certain genres it's it's i imagine that sense like i feel like noise gets to people a lot it's the same kind of thing where uh in my head turning down the volume to to look for parking i do that a lot i'll jam in my car for hours straight but yes. as soon as i get to my destination i'm looking for somewhere to park the music goes down because <laughs> it's just mentally taxing at that so, point no, it's really funny. Yeah, I do exactly that where they're... Okay, something like Igor, where it's accordion and blast beats and an opera singer and something like that. That's a little easier to listen to for a while. Or if it's, say, a metal like a metal band that has a little bit more melody to it, the stuff that's really, truly difficult to listen to, that like it, it does take mental energy for me to listen to and like, process it, that wears me out really fast and mm-hmm. i can only listen to that in bite-sized pieces and but usually that is where then i, I literally balance it out where i'm like okay now avid brothers let's listen to some jazz let's listen to like something counter to that to kind of rebalance it I, interestingly enough back in the day i say back in the day like i said i'll do it every now and then i used to uh that was actually how i kind of dealt with rage issues like i would get i still do every now and then where i'd get super pissed about something and i'd put on crazy heavy metal and to me it was always like a fighting fire with fire kind of deal because eventually i would just get tired like i couldn't keep up being angry while having all that blasting like it was such an intense amount of stuff that after a while i was just like all right i'm too tired to be angry i'm like good i'm kind of down all right let's like move on from this so i actually used to use it for that and a lot of it was like wearing me out the other thing i was thinking about that too though is what's i think it's what makes me so musically diverse is i have friends that all listen to different music but i've never i'm always interested in what they listen to so like no one else really outside of me listens to the metal that I listen to. Like, that—that that is one that is particularly mine. But, like, you will send me a song. But then, like, Dave Turner sends me, uh, you know, pop punk stuff all the time. Like, Save Face was a great example of that, you know. And then you have Nick, who usually listens to really whiny indie that I can't quite get behind. But then he sends me stuff like Tommy Boys, and I'm like, holy shit. So... I seem to have, like, I've set up this group of friends that sends me all these different genres, and it's cool because then I have this, like, giant library where it's like, I've curated my metal part of it, you've curated this awesome folk part, Dave has this pop punk, and, like, I get this huge exposure to music, and it's good music, but I only did a small part of it, 
and I really, really enjoy that. And I do seriously rely on you guys to send me a lot of different stuff. And like, that kind of is what keeps me balanced is I have mine, but then from what you guys send me and what I listen to, I kind of get that spread. And I, that's one of my favorite things. And that's, that's why I like music. It's, it's, you know, to me, it's an art. It's, it's, it's that art, but it's also social because it's shared by the artist, the people that listen, but then the people that listen also go and share that with other people. Like, look at this art I like. When it comes from somebody that you trust and it's the music that they like, then you become more open to that music too. And, and you want to give them credence in that you're like, you like this, so I'm going to take the three minutes to listen to this, even if it's maybe not something I really like. Right. Like, the fact that they have said, hey, I put value to this, and I really like it, you know, I want you to listen to it. It is, you know, somewhat obligated, but you're like, no, 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 no. I'll at least try it. You know, it, 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 it's better than just finding it randomly, right? Somebody's clearly put some thought behind it. They think you would like it, and it makes you want to at least give it a shot, you know? The the bit about getting rejected though to me is really interesting because that's one that like I I genuinely I, I get bummed about it because I find very strange very heavy metal and like I just I know that nobody I know is gonna like it and it's always kind <laughs> so you're of already disappointed to start with yeah and it's just one of those <laughs> that there's so many bands that I listen to and I'm like this shit is so good and I can't share it with anybody because just everybody else is gonna be like it's just screaming. I don't know what you're finding in it. Or, and, you know, it's like with concerts lately. I've had that too. With like, you know, you, you were always pretty good about being down to see most bands. And I'd kind of pick them a little bit to what I thought. Did I ever say no to one? No. <laughs> but there's just some that I'm like, I know that not everybody's going to want to go to. So, like, you know, I won't always do it. But now even just like, there's just like ones where I'm like, guys, it'd be Zach Wilde, who was Ozzy Osbourne's guitarist from 1990 until like now has a black sabbath cover band and i really wanted to go see them i couldn't get anybody to go with me and i'm like guys it's like old stone rock from the 70s like it's iron man who doesn't know iron man and how do you not want to go see that and be like great and everybody was like oh it's a sunday night so i can't go because i have work yeah. and i'm like oh come on you know so i always like that you know, maybe it is worse. That usually, if I find a metal song that I think somebody would like, and I've thought really hard about it, I'm like, yeah, 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 this is one you're gonna like. And then they're like, eh, this, no, this is still shitty. I'm like, but it might even hurt a little bit worse because I put so much thought into trying to find yeah. one that somebody I think is gonna like, and I'm taking into consideration all the things that they like musically, and try to find one that fits. And then we're like, no, I still don't like it. It's like, oh. I'm never going to get you to like anything that I like then because I can't even get you to like this one that I think is perfect for you, you know? So it's, it's, it's weird. There's a weird vulnerability to like sharing music with people. Yeah. You're sharing part of your soul. But then there's that, I just, that uh, when it clicks, it clicks. It's when it's open, it's there and, and beneficial for everybody really. And it's kind of with you and me where like it, it's not always the same thing that clicks or because i'm definitely not known to do this you or dave send me a song and i don't really like it and then six months later i'll be like oh my god this is the best song ever and i, I do it to him all the time i've done it to you every now and then i do it to myself lone bellow is the one that stands <laughs> out to me is like you spent a year trying to get me to listen to that and i was just like yeah I actually find this kind of intimidating, the podcast thing, because I think it makes me seem like a sociopath, because I have such a hard time relating emotionally to stuff like that. Like, I'm just not, I'm not tuned in to people and feelings like that. You weren't clued in by the emotional catalyst portion of the podcast? Like I said, I, I listen to music for feeling but something like that where these guys have poured their like life and soul into a song and it's about this very personal human thing like i, I genuinely kind of have a hard time relating to that sometimes like even with people I, 
I'm I'm not I'm not good with people. I'm just I'm not. Emotions are not not something I'm strong at. So it's it's intimidating and also just kind of weird to me when people talk that much about it. And they're like, yeah, totally. Like this feeling that I get from a song, it's like I get that rarely. Every now and then there's one that I can relate to, but so often I'm just like, I know I should be feeling more from this song than what I do, but I just don't feel it. It's just not there for me all the time. And it's, yeah. Relating to human social things in music is just not something I'm good at. Like, Plain Sailing Weather by Frank Turner Mm -hmm. is a song that makes me think of when I'm like, I can totally relate to that. Or um, Around the Curve by the Avery Brothers. There's things like that where I'm like, I kind of get the feeling behind those songs, but some of the very relationship based very interpersonal songs i struggle to really to really i think appreciate and connect with well if if you lack the context behind the song then yeah it's definitely not going to have that impact and that's understandable i'm not i'm not trying to like frame you as a sociopath to metal music or self-admitted i the it's it's the the emotional catalyst I'm, i'm focusing more on where where it hit for you i'm not i'm not focusing on how you compare to everybody else yeah, we we've also kind of lost track of where we started at Igor, um, and, this, and and we can get back around to that. I've enjoyed this conversation on, on I feel like this music is, as a whole this because is a I feel like start. it's an important part of it. Yeah, it gets that idea of, of where we're both at, um, and where you are definitely. So so everyone can understand kind of where it's hitting you and how it's hitting you. Right. Um, I just that, that's just one when we were talking about this podcast. Like that was one of the things I thought about was like. I know so many people that listen to music to relate back to experiences that they've had and to try to pin things down for that. And like, I don't always have those similar things. A lot of people do with other people. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm not a, haven't been in a ton of relationships. I'm not a huge emotional person. And it just like, for me, it's a lot of times it's hard to relate. So people talk about songs like that and I'm like, I can see it. But I just, I don't get it as much as everybody else. And that's, yeah. uh, So one thing I would ask then is, do you have any songs that that bring you back to a particular time? Or event? Or anything along those lines? Can you think of anything? Yeah, the first one that always pops in my head is this old... Shit, I always don't know the name. I think it's Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N, By All That Remains. Mm -hmm. I don't even really like the song i went back and listened to it like a year ago it's it's okay it's it's a cheap it's metal ish but i liked that band and i listened to that album my this is how for me emotional like tie the emotions tie in with music is like i listened to that song every morning when i walked from my apartment to the engineering building my first semester of my sophomore year and it would have been it was like in november so it's like it's winter it's cold as shit and i have a 25 minute walk in like five degree weather and but that was engineering had just started up and it was like the best semester i had i started making a few friends the girl that i was dating in college we had kind of had a rough summer and kicked stuff back off and it was going killer I was going to football games every Saturday. Like, literally, life could not have been better at that point. And, like, one of the best parts of my day is, was walking in the freezing cold for 25 minutes just with my music blasting, just thinking about life to go to class at, like, 8 in the morning or whatever it was. So I definitely have those kind of songs where, like... But, again, there, it has, like, nothing to do with the lyrics or the, the you know... Uh, story of the song or anything it's just like there's just a particular song that brings you back to a particular point in life and it tends to be more ones that i've i've listened to a lot yeah that's that's what i was getting at you hit the nail on the head perfectly um my my own personal example would be uh the commit this to memory album yeah i now have connections to a lot of the lyrics and the tunes you and i went to the 10th anniversary concert together right um when they went and played the album front to back 
uh, still when I listen to that album, that just brings me back to, I think, winter of 2005 into 2006, mm -hmm. just that particular period of high school. That's when I first listened to the album. I had it in my car. It was in my CD player for a good amount of time. I, I could just picture like my cold car going out, running out like after high school in between play practices and, and things when I was in drama club. Like that, that album makes me think of that time. Right. And not anything in particular about that time. I, I find that to be more common where it's just like there's songs where I'm like, oh, uh, shit song in grad school i found this there's this band called i hate kate and they had a song that i can't remember the name of that i absolutely love but like i blasted that through the most of the second half of the year of uh grad school and like i i had a playlist i actually worked on in, in grad school i picked i picked it back up since because i like i enjoy it for this of i just it was my best of playlist it was basically there's a song that i listened to more than like five times in a day i dropped it onto this playlist so I had this one that I can listen through and I'm like, this is literally grad school in a nutshell for me. So it's actually something I picked up since then too, is like, I've just started making best of playlist by the month. So I have an October, I have uh, October, September, October, November. I'm working on November right now. And my goal there is then to just compile that into best of 2017 and like try to keep these songs that I've listened to a lot, I kind of have them in a, in a compilation of sense that like I can go back through it and I'm kind of hoping like the grad school and like, I think it'd be cool to then like be able to kind of relive kind of some of what's going on through that music. Cause oddly enough, I, I could do that with that grad school album. Like it's weird to me how much I can point back and be like, ah, I remember finding this band and I found this and here's how I did it. And here's what was going on. And like, you know, on, on that one, there's a, uh, there's a song called Manic and Love Seat by Single File. And my buddy my buddy sent me a song of theirs. It wasn't that specific one, but it was another one. And there's this great pop punk band. Like, God, they're so goddamn good. And uh, but I had I'd broken up with the girl that I dated all through college. She was in med school at WVU and I moved out to uh, Purdue and after like six months clearly shit was just falling apart and we eventually broke up. And the course of that song is I'm sad about girls. I'm sad about pretty things just out of reach. I'll just stay home with my mannequin love seat. Uh, she's got dibs on my heart, which is kind of weird. But that first line of uh, I'm sad about girls and I'm sad about pretty things just out of reach. Like that resonated so fucking hard on that, you know, at that point. And it was just like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel. And like, it's just fun to be able to go back and be like, I remember all these feelings that I had in grad school based on this playlist. So that's something that I'm trying to, to bring back up. Yeah, I really like that idea. That's, that's really cool to kind of have that best of. I really am just largely trying to capture, like, what am I listening to that month that has just struck me and, like, you know, a year from now I want to be able to go back and listen to. You know, and, like, it's cool because I'll be able to point out, like, October is when I started listening to KCRW because half the songs on there came off of KCRW. It's just kind of neat to be able to point at that. And, and for me, at least, that's also where I get a really good genre spread because then you'll send me stuff and I'm like, oh, man, this song is fantastic, and I just listened to it for three days straight, and I toss that one on, and then that's where Dave will send me one, and I do the same thing, so I kind of get a cool – really is a good look at like how i listen to music and what i listen to as well awesome yeah so i feel like you've actually covered a few um point of this podcast the emotional catalyst i think you've actually covered that across the spectrum for a few different things sir i think but was was there anything for igor like you, you've been listening for, for to me for the, five the, years for but me where, the, where did that click it, it's weird it's weird that is a yeah. thousand oh, percent so, so was the band <laughs> No, that's what I mean, is the band is weird. The music is weird. The band is weird. Mm -hmm. That's why I like it so much. It is it is so, it is super out there. It's a really neat blend of genres. And it just, it, it to me is art. And like, you know, maybe emotionally wise, it's not going to capture something like a song that, you know, speaks to you because of like a breakup or, you know, whatever some of the usual things are. But like, 
to me, I love it because it's art and it's weird and it's a guy th- putting something out, putting something out that is just bananas and that ninety eight percent of the people are going to go, "What the fuck is this?" And like to me, it's just this glorious thing that is a masterpiece of insanity and like that's why I love that album and I can just listen to it all day long because who doesn't like blast beats transitioning into accordion into like awesome saxophone and like I love that I love that mix and that's yeah that's if I'm like sitting at work and I'm just kind of like I need something to to listen to that's kind of kind of will get me in the zone but also keep me interested like that is my go-to toss that one I'm just like I need I need a burst of interesting into my life like I put Igor on because it's it's not normal it's not the same it's like it's like the red pill for sitting at work when you still actually have to you know go to work and can't go into the matrix it's just like (laughs) yes weird exists out there and there's more to life than just like sitting in a cubicle and listening to people be boring and just talk about the same shit over and over there's people that are like making this really awesome stuff that uh, how he comes up with it i have no idea and it's amazing to me that he manages to pull it all together so well and like that's that's what i like about that band so much that's what i like about a lot of the metal bands i listen to i have a bunch of other ones but igor just had the, the right amount of weird i figured it'd be a good first go sure don't have to be as nuanced i can just go it's really fucking weird that's awesome yeah, that works. Did you ever watch the movie uh, Holy Motor? No. All right, after we get done, we're going to watch a YouTube video. Right. It's the same concept. Same concept. It's this movie. It's a French movie. Apparently, I need to move to France. It's a French movie, and it's about this guy who you just follow him around for a night. And he's being driven around, and he works for some corporation, and he literally just dresses up in a different character. And so it's a movie that's essentially just like 15 random scenes stitched together with costume changes and a limousine in between as the transitions. And it's just weird. But there's just elements of that movie and there's scenes where you're just like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. Like, this is just an incredible work that I don't really understand. Like, it is it is just in line with Igor to me. Awesome. And since I'm fucking here why i want to live in somewhere like dc where you have access to strange like for me columbus and in you know in indiana it's like if you if you're remotely weird everybody tries to push that down it's like let's try to be let's try to be the same let's try to keep everything kosher like don't rock the boat and that's not fun that's not what life should be it should be hey man i have this weird idea that i want to try and I want to have a podcast about music and I have no idea how the fuck it's going to go, but we should just like do it anyway. Cause it'll be fun and interesting. And like every time I've come to DC, that's the vibe I've gotten from everybody. So they're like, just do your thing and see what happens. And like, I love that. And just, yeah. So now that brought up enough of an interesting point that I want to ask about <laughs> it was how much of your, your music experience do you think was a product of, of where you were or where you grew up? Such. I, a lot of mine was more the people, but it was very fringe people. Like, I grew up in a town, I mean, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown's, well. So you talk about D.C. here as a city, yeah. pretty large. Columbus, Indiana, smaller. Where I grew up was small, too. But you just happened to come across the right people that influenced yeah. you in the right way. You did, yeah. Like, I, I literally can point back to, you, you got me thinking about this, but. Um, yeah I, I mean so yeah like I said DC 101 so I at least had the rock station from here and there was a local station but as far as getting into the stranger stuff I had friends I had two or three friends in particular that I'm not sure how they found it all they were even more fringe than I was in terms of like social norms that they found it and then passed it on to me who was like somewhere in the in the middle And then, yeah, college was just, it was literally, as soon as I got the internet, I just started searching stuff out, basically, was how I got to it. But, but I mean, that is, you know, 
that is the thing with me. If if you meet me, I mean, you probably probably looking at me. I have a giant freaking beard, right? So you look at me, and you're like, ah, right, he's not like totally normal, what you would expect. But like, I think, you know, master's degree and shit, and I have a normal job, and like whatever. I think if I went, I like, you know, technical technical brutal death metal. Every like, there's enough people that I meet that would be like, you like what? You know, where it doesn't come across as, like, what you would normally think a giant metalhead would be. So I definitely kind of straddle a weird line of, I found all this, and I really like it, but at the same time, I still, like, fit in with the normalness of where I've lived as well. So it's kind of been a weird, that could be its whole long episode. Having to be a closet metalhead. Closet metalhead. But you don't hide it. I don't, but I don't, like, overtly go out of my way to tell people. Like people at work know that I go to heavy metal concerts, but I've never like, you know, I don't say like, oh yeah, I'm going to see some of them. All, like I'll be like, oh yeah, I saw you know, can't or I saw uh, Slayer this weekend because like Slayer's a big name, everybody knows that, but you don't say like, yeah, I saw Cannibal Corpse and Behemoth or you know Necrot and Black Dahlia Murder. It's like, it's not a, I don't advertise that, if that makes sense. No, it does. I don't hide it, but I don't advertise it either. Because it's still not... I don't know. I don't think most people get it. And to go... And to call it's also that, that you're enough into a, a niche genre that, I mean, just saying band names opens up the, the question of what kind of bands. And, and you go into describing, well, it's either you either stop it, it's metal, and, and let them make their own judgments, or you get into it, and you can kind of show off in that sense. And also just try and educate them a bit more, where you you can either stop it. Hey, I went to go. I went to a metal show, and they'd be like, "Oh, okay." Or oh, I went to this kind of metal show, and, right. and these bands played, and and this one was really cool, and and this one was not. Or I wasn't so much into this one, but it's you. You can open them up to that genre and make it more specific and about you and your experience too when you do that. But then metal is which is interesting. Fringe enough. There's a weird vulnerability there too where kind of like we were saying where when you're when you're sharing music with people you are exposing part of yourself when you do it so it's, and that i find that to be a lot more personal to me like if i if i choose to be like hey i like this really weird metal band like then i that to me is is really i'm starting to show you like my you know to be super cheesy and meta whatever here like my true self is essentially if I'm like, hey, I saw this metal band. Here's all what they're about. Like I'm really letting you in and seeing, like really how I am. And that's not always something I want to do with people. Right. Sometimes I like just letting it be of like, yeah, yeah, let's see a metal band. It's like not digging into why, like, like that e-word description. Like I, you know, that's not something I like. You know, if if I tell people that I like weird and like. I like all that stuff and I like things that are abstract and really out there. And it's just like that, that kind of is exposing yourself for somebody to be like, you're kind of a weird dude, aren't you? It's like, yeah, but you don't always. Yeah. And you're not. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right answer. So that's, I don't know. I struggle with that sometimes of like, yeah, how you, like I, I want to be myself and talk about all that stuff. But at the same time, like I don't, it just depends on the people. I don't know. I guess I don't have the self-confidence enough to like just throw it out there and just be like, fuck yeah, I'm into Necron, you know? But like, but that's kind of where like, I like places like Kuma's because I can go there and like, I can get a burger and I look like I do, but I can talk about whatever's playing with the dude, you know, like with the guy behind the bar. It's kind of nice to have a spot where like, I can just be like, oh man, is this Cock Goblin? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, I think it is. Goblin cock. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's goblin cock, not cock goblin. I've had a beer. I mixed it up. But, like, you know, you don't get a weird look. They're just like, fuck yeah. You know, I love those guys and things like that. So it is nice having a spot that I can go, at least in Indy, to, yeah, to find, have cocks. Finding your people and yeah, finding find your spot where you, you can share that openly. Yeah. It's it's more the, the day-to-day that, that that gets rough. It is. It's where we get a very fight club-esque like <laughs> you're sitting in your cubicle trying to vote like holy shit if people 
if someone ever comes by and unplugs my headphones out of my computer and my phone, it would be so bad. Ooh, that would be a fun test for everybody. Oh, it'd be so bad. Oh, that's a fun question to ask. I like that you brought that up. Oh, Way to put your glass right next to the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure everybody hear that. Um, go, no. <sighs> as I finish my beer. <laughs> no, that, that'd be a fun question to, to like ask people is, you know, if somebody sneaks up behind you, unplugs your microphone, or your microphone, your headphones, you know, what what are they going to hear? That kind of thing. That'd be fun. I like that. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Sounds like you have a good reaction to that, dude. That's terrifying to me. Like, there are days <laughs> where they were just here, like, oh, be the worst. That, that, that is, that's one of those, like, nightmare dreams where, you know, when you show up naked to work, like, that, that's one of mine. Somebody accidentally unplugs my <laughs> headphones and just, like, metal blast throughout the entire office. That's that split second thing. Again, revealing a portion of yourself. Yeah. For that little bit where you didn't mean to. But it's funny because, like, that's what gets me through the day half the time, too. You know? Like, either... Sometimes, like, uh, Igor's a really good one if I need to get something done because it's, it's kind of techno-y, electronic music-y enough that it'll kind of put me in a good focus. Or even, like, that Portal song where you have that, that riff that just repeats and repeats and repeats. Like, that is one nice thing about metal is... You can find ones that are just kind of a rhythmic pattern that just repeat, and there's not so much, it's not so involved, and it's kind of a nice one to put on in the background. But like, so I'll use it to focus more, and then sometimes it's just like, yeah, I really hate what I'm fucking doing, so I just put on some angry music and like kind of work through it with that. So it's sort of funny that I don't want to reveal it to anybody, but it's also what like gets me through the day. It's basically, yeah, kind of walking around introducing everybody to your therapist yeah in a sense very much so very much so that's a good way to put it that's exactly how that would feel because if it's i mean exactly why this is fascinating to me and why i want to learn more about it is i have my own views on on music in general my own music how i use that music and now i want to see kind of or poke at what what everybody else uses it for because i really think it is that it's an art you can appreciate it for that art it's also the artist's expression they're sharing it with the world uh your therapy in that sense because it's so emotionally based that that you're tying it to these particular times in your life these emotions that you're feeling or um as you've described and i know i do it too when you're in a particular like emotional state and you go and seek out a particular kind of music to go listen to it covers so many bases that accidentally revealing it or having to talk about it to somebody that you don't really want to is an awkward experience or, or just that much jarring that, much that you so. don't want to do it very much so um and then again as we discussed earlier revealing it to somebody that that you you care about you want to like it and having yep. not the reaction you picture or an adverse reaction even to it is just jarring it's it's harsh yeah and, and, and not everybody's favorite thing so that's where music in general is such a prevalent permeable thing throughout society and people in general and interactions but then it's also it can it can have these other effects that 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 i want to get into and discuss well and it's interesting how with certain people it means so much because i've met people too that give give a shit about music or they just like one particular style or one particular artist and they're just like "Yeah, yeah, yeah i just like this one like there's nothing weirder to me when i meet somebody and you're like what kind of music do you like and they're like yeah i'm not really into music sorry come again like how are you what wait you don't like how do you not like music like it just it throws me i'm trying to think if i've ever actually met somebody like that because i think that that answer would bother me enough where i would keep poking and find out something be like no you like something and just that's that's one thing that i'm not sure i'd be able to let go i've run into that before it's just Oh, or it, I think actually that's also kind of the person I might try and talk to. I think it actually bothers me too when like people. I, uh, my dad actually is not a terrible example either. Like he likes the music that he likes, and like it's basically the, his classic rock that he grew up listening to. And I'll be like, "Hey, the Black Keys are basically really similar to that, and they're a really awesome band." And like he just won't listen to them, and I'm like oh like there's nothing worse to me either when people won't listen to new music and i'm like you're missing out by listening to the same shit over and over and over again you could accuse me of jumping too much between people 
and not really settling in on certain ones that I like. But like, it also drives me nuts when people just get stuck on music they listen to at a certain period of time, or just like I I don't like that non-open mindedness to stuff. It drives me nuts. I just want to be like, because it's not. I guess in that sense of how emotional it is, it drives me nuts when people just don't put more into it than like, oh, I just really liked this band. I like this is my favorite one. And you're like, cool. You didn't try to explore that anymore. Like, that's it. You just kind of stunted yourself. At, you know. Well, it kind of says something about the person too, where they've just reached that point where they're like, yep, this is it for me. Yeah. And they don't continue on beyond yeah. anything else. Uh, to to call back to a discussion we had over dinner today, where we were talking about people wanting or needing growth in some aspect of their life yeah Um, no matter what they're doing yeah finding some kind of happiness and getting better at something and music is kind of a natural progression because the artists are getting older um and continuing on they having different experiences and the music reflects that and eventually it cuts off um it, it ends somewhere but if you're just sitting in the same period of music and not really expanding beyond that, there's no growth there. And it's it's kind of weird to see a person do that and not want to expand beyond that. To me, it, it says you're stuck in a time period. As we're talking about how like certain songs bring you back to certain periods, to me, if mm-hmm. you get stuck... Now, like, if you like a certain band, I think that's different. Where like you like their whole discography that ranges through you know 10 years or something like that it very much is more about the band but it's when people are like stuck on music say they listen to at high school it's like then to me you are literally just mentally stuck in high school you know that that it just I, I i've never been able to understand that there's nothing better to me than finding a band just being like holy shit guys you need to hear these guys they're so awesome and like Right. Like I said, with as much as as easy it is to find ones now, as as many as they are, there are like, there's no reason not to try to go find. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. In this day and age, it's so easy to find every the access to all the bands that are out there is astounding at this point. Yeah. Where just anybody can reach out to you, um, and the availability of everything is is there for the taking, pretty yeah. much. So it's just there's almost no excuse at this point to. To not find something new and exciting to go like. The one thing I would like to do better, um, like three weeks ago, I went to a metal show at a brewery up in Indy, and it was uh, uh, the headliner was this band called uh, Anagnorisis. And Tell me they, yeah, uh, no, I'll, they're, they're, uh, the name is no, the name is important actually. So Anagnorisis, and. Uh, and they were from Louisville, and Kuma was pointed had posted about them. I was like, "Oh shit, well maybe I'll go see this band." You know, kind of. Okay, in the sense where I was saying I have a hard time getting people to relate to the music. Yeah, I went by myself for a four-hour show at a brewery and just sat at the bar while I listened. But like, you know, whatever. It was it was honestly totally worth it because I listened to this band and they're kind of atmospheric black metal, which is kind of it's a difficult listen for most people and whatever. But um, what was really cool is they were like non-band other band members there were like six people at the bar that night that were there to listen to music like nobody showed up and it was this teeny tiny little place but this band is phenomenal and i love them and it was really cool because i had to talk to the guys afterwards and like i well, nothing terribly crazy or anything like that but it was really funny because I, I went up to them as lead singer and i went oh man i just like this is just kind of a funny story i want to tell you uh, I told my friend that I was going to come to see you guys tonight, and he got super excited because anagnorisis is the point in a in a plot in a story where the hero has this sudden revelation of like his life. Not that kind of that it's been a lie or like everything that he perceived to be truth is wrong, and it's very much in a holy shit. How did I miss all this? And what have I done with my life up to this point? Like it's in that sense of, of that kind of revelation. So it's really sort of depressing, but it is an actual literary term. And I went up to him. I was like, my fr- I, you know, I told my friend about this and he, he told me that's like one of his favorite concepts in all literature. And the guy was just like, yes, man. And that has everything to do with our music. And like, you know, kind of going with what we've been talking about to me, the vibe of that band is that like, if you had a movie where this guy realized that his entire life was a lie and you had their music playing in the background, even though it's weird atmospheric black metal, 
it would fit. That is the vibe that I get from that band. So it's really cool to me. And we talked about it. And he's like, no one ever knows what that is. And it's really cool that you got this. And like, I had this really nice chat with a guy. So that's one thing I would like to do better is finding local bands and trying to like support them a little more as, as they get bigger in the sense of trying to find more music as to find more local stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. But that's my, my spiel at the end. I'm trying to make myself feel better. Yeah. Um, I think we've covered about everything. Any, that's a good any story. parting thoughts? Uh, Shoutouts to Igor. Listen to more metal. More metal Ho- music. Hopefully, I'll be back on other episodes with more coherent thoughts. And I want to <laughs> talk. I wanna, see if we can discuss anything else besides metal. I want to talk about post metal next time. All right. Or jazz. Post metal or jazz. We could do a. Oh, we could mm. do a Kamazi crossover. We could do a Kamazi Washington. Episode. We could try. Mm-hmm.